Osiris. Hey, this is Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters, and this podcast is part of the Osiris podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and music. Osiris. If we keep doing this, we're going to turn it into a, a regular type thing. Well, the band is regular, a regular type thing again. So we've got, like, they're holding us to a schedule. we got to do a, an Asheville preview. And we got to do an Asheville summary. Asheville preview, I think, would be pretty good because you can both speak extensively about our Asheville knowledge. Yeah. And, um,. And, uh, yeah, then they've got other shows. And there's all kinds of things going on. I mean, we could even do an emergency Olympics hot take uh, pod. We have, some, we have some Olympic hot takes. There's the SEC is, uh, is, is growing by leaps and bounds. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, I, that's uh, – I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk some panic. Well, that's what people want to hear. <laughs> Yeah, right. They want to hear our Simone Biles and uh, our old, yeah, our old school fans who just want to hear the college sports takes. Um, but um, I have, I have noticed, I will say, uh, a lot of uh, Asheville ticket inventory showing up on the internet really? in the last uh, week. Are they playing in the big room at uh, the U.S. Cellular Center? I think so. Is that the Civic Center, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people trying to sell tickets, and oh, uh, I have to say, I'm, I'm a little nervous about New Orleans. I bought tickets for New Orleans. Uh, we got the three night runs. Um, obviously, a lot can change. We were three months away from that, right? So. In this day and age, you just buy things and then you just worry about it later. Just hope for the best. Well, it's so easy to sell things and transfer tickets now. It's not like you'd have to sell them somewhere and then send somebody a hard ticket. Right. Or give them to somebody uh, to sell. Although I think actually they did. These are hard tickets. They yeah. And I don't know if this was a, wow. a method to try to limit the scalpers. Hmm. But I think but this uh, the New Orleans shows were I believe hard tickets. I think that's what that's what I got. I mean, they're getting I paid paid an extra five bucks to have them mail them to me. When Good you old uh, ticket master. When you would do mail order for No Loween, and did they do mail order for ninety seven too? Mm, I don't think ninety seven. I think ninety seven was just Ticketmaster. So when you did uh, No Loween mail order, did you ever uh, do a fancy? fancy artwork or anything I oh no no because i was so nervous about following the rules i didn't want to like (laughs) roll the dice it was like three by five index card make sure you get every line perfectly address it you know don't want to roll don't want to take any chances so yeah um but it also sounds like the entire uh uh family of cicadas have moved into your backyard is that uh and that's actually it's a quiet night. It's actually a quiet yeah. night. They're not as loud as uh, Monday night. I worked late and I got home. It was about a little bit later than this. And, oh, my God. It was 
I think all all of the cicadas in West Tennessee were by our house. So yeah. sorry, everybody. It's just the best place to go where I can speak loudly and freely and not disturb any of the rest of the family. Right. Well, we appreciate it. I know all the folks out there appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys for joining us here. And we like to make it interactive. So if you have anything, you have anything you want to share, we'll, we'll, we'll address it here as we go I through want, it. I want to know where people think Iowa State's going to land in the uh, reshaping of the college football. Uh, that is the question, right? Did, or the Big Ten came out and said that what Iowa State and they said there were two schools from the Big 12 that they were they would accept. They were of the stature. It was Iowa State and who? Kansas, I would assume. Kansas, okay. I think they're both. I think they're both uh, of that AAU. Right. Those. Yeah. Um, and even then, that's. I mean, that's still a bit of a stretch, and that doesn't. I mean, that's just desperation. Yeah. Know? Reeks of desperation. Reeks um, of desperation. So we also want to talk about the Wilmington shows. We we have. Uh, I talked to a friend of the pod, Bo Gunn, last week. Uh, we thought we were going to do this sooner than we did, but alas, life. Um, but uh, just got about half an hour with Bo. He kind of recapped the weekend. And, um, you know, I think by uh, for all, you know, measures, it, it seems like it was uh, – it, could, it couldn't have gone any better, both logistically and musically and, you know, experience-wise. Uh, I know Jeff Hansen, who has a podcast, When the Needle Hits the Groove, did a uh, recap, played some played some songs, and uh, he was like, <clears throat> he threw down the gauntlet. He's like, this is on the, this is on the, uh, this is on the regular rotation now, guaranteed. So, uh, so we'll see. But, uh, you mean Wilmington's on the regular rotation? Yeah, yeah. He okay. said it's the it's the new East Coast, you know, mid mid East Coast stop mid, now. Mid Atlantic. Yep. So uh, so we'll see. There's still a long ways to go with that. But um, I'll ask you, Jeff. Uh, d- did you couch tour the uh, Wilmington shows? I did. Um, so the best the best the best part of the weekend was coming into the Sunday night, Sunday night show late. Um, I saw that the show had been pushed back, was delayed because of weather, and that they were going to do a one-set show and got Sunday night and got busy doing stuff around here and turned it on, and it was in the j- stop-go, j- stop-jam Mm. So the into uh, you got yours, and I was like, "Oh man, that's that's a you picked a good spot." Man. So Oof. I was like, "Oh, stop, go!" Like this is pretty good. And then I think I, I don't know what I was, I don't know what I was doing, but it was one of those things where it was like, "Oh, oh, you got." <laughs> I, I need to stop. I need to. St- what, what, I need to focus rest, here. Yeah, the rest of the night just became like, okay, this is clearly they clear that it was. It was slick. And then You Got Yours was great. And then the transition back into Stop Go. I was like, this is, I mean, it was easily. And then I went back and listened to the whole thing the next day. And like, man, it was one of the best things that this version of the band, one, one of the best things I've heard this version of the band do. Like, it yeah. was almost flawless. It was so yeah. good. That was probably my highlight of the third night. I think, I feel like each night had a really, really special sectioned. So I would say the second night, the, um, well, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff, but I felt like the slipping into darkness, Greta yes. life during wartime. 
I mean, obviously the happy child and all that was cool, but like that, that stuff was just fierce. Mm-hmm. I will say my wife who bless her heart is, I mean, you know, so her, her, her first show is, uh, is Bellarmine 96. We went to uh, the palace 97. She's, I mean, she's a, she's got, she's a card carrying, you know, I mean, she's got a, she's got street cred. she definitely does have street cred and she uh, has been, you know, chilly, chilly to this version of the band, mm-hmm. even, maybe even more so than, than I, um, and she was walking by, I was listening to, this was, you know, like the week after the shows, I was listening to the Greta jam and she like stuck her head in and was like, what are you, what is this? Like literally didn't even know the band. And I said, it's panic. And she's like, Oh, I was like, this is from this past weekend. She was like, Oh, <laughs> like was literally like, you know, jaw slack jawed. And, and that was part of what I think would uh, would close the close the deal on buying uh, Halloween tickets. But um, yeah, so that was really good. And then on the first night, what was the first night? The first night was the the A&T second lawyer's opener. <laughs> yeah, and the second skin Sharon was was yeah. really really nice too. So um, not the, I mean I don't mean to just like boil the whole run down into like three three little sections but those were the ones that stood out to me i would say the entire yeah the entire second set of the second night was just pretty filthy overall um hey jace jasper friend of the pod um yeah. and uh yeah the slipping greta life during wartime the the, the the happy child uh last straw oh, actually no sorry the driving last straw happy child last straw happy child driving sandwich which Again, tip of the cap to Ted Rockwell. It's a bit right, <laughs> right. for sure. I mean, but again, why not put it in there? It's the only time it's going to happen. So exactly, you know. Uh, but yeah, the the split happy child uh, was pretty was was pretty cool and nice to hear that again. And it sounded just crystal clear. And so now I'm waiting for uh, waiting for waiting for the wind to blow down in my backyard. I mean, what what else? Uh, I mean, uh, let's see. I will pull up. What, what's left? What what Mikey era untouchable? Sandbox. What's that? Sandbox. Sandbox. Okay. I mean, it's smoke and burn, burn faceless. You know. Um. Let's see. I want to go back. I'm looking on the everyday companion here. So. Uh. Yeah. Sandbox. Raise the roof, raise the roof. Um, those are, I mean, those are two of my favorite songs. Period. And so I would be okay if they didn't come back. But if they okay. came back at this point, like this is this is where I am right now. It's taken a long time. It's taken right. a decade and a half. Decade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's almost two decades, Jeff. Literally. Sure, I mean, but you got to remember the last time I saw this band was in 2006 until I moved here yeah. and saw them here. Um, and then I, and then I was like done, done. And then you decided we should do a podcast. It's like, okay, well, okay, Harvey, we do a podcast. Um, but the, uh, um, this band, I think is at a point now where they could play, they could play anything and it won't offend me or bother yeah. me or be right. like cheap. It's not cheapened anymore. Yeah. I feel like there was some gimmick. There's been gimmicky stuff in the past. I never felt that way about. I mean, we've talked about George. I never felt there was gimmicky stuff with George at all, just because mm-hmm. 
they were just trying to play. He was just trying to play the music. Um, and I think my my sourness towards this version of the band was because I just felt Jimmy was playing just he was just filling a role, playing what he thought he needed to play, and the band was trying to recapture something in, in the process. Yeah, and maybe it took him didn't, didn't maybe, do anything for me. Yeah, and maybe it took him twelve years to get to that, right? You know what I mean? I mean it's it probably time, took you, it certainly took you 12 years to get there. Me, well, yeah. I mean, I would say it took me, I saw him in 16 here in Memphis, which was a good show, which was a surprisingly good show. Um, and I was like, that's the last show I ever see. I'm perfectly completely content. Then I saw him in 18 and it was good. And then he's been doing more of the current stuff on the pod, so listening to it more and couch touring and stuff. And like, they, they're doing it. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, it still doesn't mean I'm going to like new songs um, as much as the old songs. Right. Well, they get to play whatever they want. I mean, it's just, it, I yeah. think it, it took a long time, I think, for me, but I think it also took, and I might be wrong, I just feel like it took the band a minute to be comfortable playing songs that were Mikey's. And it, right. it took them a minute for, it still takes, um, took the band some time to get used to, you know, JV singing those parts that he never sang. Right. I think that's all true. I think also part of it is the, the, the modern Star Wars effect that you have a finite, there's a finite collection of music that is canon, right? And then you start adding things and then once you sort of bring more and more, then it sort of not that it cheapens it, but it's just like it. everything becomes less important. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay if each one is not the perfect film or each show is not the perfect show. It's like, because we're just, we're just here enjoying wow, the, the story. Right. I mean, because we can get into a whole argument about the last three Star Wars movies. Which, yeah, let's not do that. But, but, but I mean, you see where I'm going, I, though, right? I do, because I don't yeah. understand why people hate those movies so much. Yeah, I had a hell of a good time watching them, and right. I guess that's what I just need to do about this band. So, right. Um, so, and I mean, you said I'm assuming somewhat jokingly after the Wilmington run, uh, should we meet up in Asheville? Which literally <laughs> was, I mean, that that for the folks watching out there, that would never have come from a Jeff from Jeff in my text box uh, yeah. in the last you know 10 years no, so if it wasn't uh the weekend before school started i could I, I might be able to put it on the table but yeah it's it is not on the table you knew that it wasn't on the table is it, that was any reason you said it no but... no but i do know now it is not on the table right <laughs> fair enough so but you've got your target is uh is mempha right i mean that's not we're that's yeah. a couple months away assuming you know things are normal-ish uh, and that's that's outdoors, so that's hopeful, right? Yeah. And um, so, so what else? Anything? I mean, we'll definitely we can play the the bowgun bit. Um, is there other stuff that we want to get into before that? Do we want to? I'm just going, looking back through the uh, the set list. I thought the 
the third night was was hilarious just because it felt like one of those shows that was just never going to end. Like there yeah. were so, so many points where it was like, oh, okay, that's it. Right. Like the low spark, ride me high, low spark. It's like, oh, okay, that's it. It's like, yeah. Okay. yeah, no, no. I thought for sure, <laughs> low spark, ride me high, low spark was without a doubt the the set closer and maybe the show closer. Like maybe no encore, uh-huh. maybe just that is the end of the show, and. um and I got, I, I talked to Bo, I think a little bit about the logistics of like the, the curfew and that like they got a special dispensation to go a little bit longer on Sunday night. Um, but just the, I mean, the gumption to just throw down like that on a third, like for the third night in a run to like have to be, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's like a pitcher throwing a complete game in game seven of the world series pitching on short rest it's jack morris in the 1991 world series wow. going t- a 10 inning shutout seriously though i mean it's like yeah you're, you're you know they're sitting backstage waiting for the rain to pass you know and then they've got to come out and just drop a full show without a set break it's crazy and uh really were no down notes throughout the show the, the tall white wrangler blackout kickoff was pretty great i think you tweeted at one point it was like it's not necessarily the tall boy opener it's what follows the tall boy opener which is pretty true um now i will say here's my one criticism can i can i have a criticism jeff no uh, do we do we do we, we are we critical on the, <laughs> that's not allowed <laughs> okay here's my here's my one criticism and and i don't know where i don't know where it lands it's not i don't mean it to sound like it's any one band member's fault but I will say the tall boy jam, which was great in prior to 2002, that jam never didn't go into another song. It, 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 it was absolutely going into another song. And that was like, without a question. And this song, this show, they did tall boy jam stop. And that's fine. I mean, I'll, I'll take that over just a straight tall boy. You know what I mean? Uh, that's that's fine, but it's just not, mm, it's not six, five ninety six. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. what, what is going on? This is, this is what we're critiquing at this point and complaining about. Yeah. This is amazing. No, I, I mean, I start wearing a panic shirt on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, it did. It stuck out to me though. Cause I was like, Oh, nice jam. And then it was like, Oh, why are they stopping? What? But I guess they just, you know, it's hard to go into Space Wrangler, and and I feel like that was a that was a Todd Hauser intro. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, like whenever they did that kind of like Mikey would start playing the little thing, and then yeah. I mean, it takes a lot to slow down to get into Wrangler. But yeah, um, I mean, there's a ton of examples of what you just said. That's like yeah. they slow down, and Mikey starts doing stuff with the volume pedal, and lets mm-hmm. and Todd gets the rest of the band to sort of catch up, and then right. they go into it. Yeah. So so I guess my point is I miss that, you know, and. Uh, but who doesn't? And uh, so it's cool that they're still, you know. Anyway, that was my crit. I, so I'm done. That's my critical statement for the um, night. I mean, <laughs> you want to hear mine? No, mine is basically <laughs> the yeah. The encore is too long. Um, 
I, it was, you know what? If there was actually a time for to just do the dream song and just leave it at that. That was probably it. I was really. I know. I agree. That. And and I thought I tell you what. I went to bed at, when they, as soon as Traveling Light started. I was like, okay, <laughs> show ender. I don't need to hear Traveling Light. I mean, it's a great song. I'm happy to hear it. But I was like, you know, I'm tired. It's late. I go to bed. I wake up the next morning and I was like, last dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that was like walking out during Henry Parsons in the end of the first set of uh, 1028 2000 and missing the lawyers. Missing the second encore the first night of uh, Atlanta in 99. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anybody that did that. I, uh, yeah, good run. I can't wait to see what's next. Um, You know, now we're, we're getting into. Asheville's always been a really good panic town, all, you know, for, 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 for decades. And then, then we get into out west and Austin and various things. And then we get some more sort of traditional venues and places and things. Not that they haven't been playing at Austin, Austin forever, but um, so we'll see what, we'll see what those shows bring and see what the vibe is at those shows too. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, do we want to do we want to give any teas to to Olympic hot takes before we get to the uh, to the bogan? I know that's what everybody's on here to see. Okay. They're not watching the the people that want to hear the Olympic hot takes are probably watching the Olympics right now. But oh. maybe they're maybe they're multitasking. Maybe they got the Olympics on on mute on the on the big screen and they're watching us on their iPad or something. We could have a uh, Clay Travis, Darren Ravel, idiot I- idiot off. And see. Idiot. <laughs> I don't even want to hear. I'm sure they have awful takes, and I don't even want to. I don't even want to see them. I mean, Clay Travis is one of the worst human beings, but Darren Bell's dumb stuff too. Yeah. Uh, So yes, they're 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 entertaining themselves on Twitter right now. um, I I, I think as we as we speak. Um, Okay. Well, we can talk. We'll talk a little bit about Simone Biles, and what, what is your what is your favorite? Summer Olympics event, Jeff. What do you, <laughs> so, or do you maybe give me a top three? Maybe. Um, well, I like gymnastics because it's like it's gymnastics and figure skating are always like the things that I never pay attention to until it's the Olympics, and then I watch sure. it. Like, how oh, you don't watch, you don't watch like the tour, like the. No, the, the um, nobody does. <laughs> how do how do human beings do that? Right. You know, like they're just all like these tightly wound springs, and then they just. Yeah crazy flippy stuff so that's technical term Uh um Uh so gymnastics is always a favorite i just love the randomness of the summer olympics right you're like oh handball exactly Uh, so it's like you know table tennis it's it's a great thing to turn on in the morning before you while you're getting ready for work and then that's when handball's on or that's when table tennis is on and it's just like i watch uh fencing because you're a gal from lexington uh, won, won the gold so that was fun to watch. Um, I like water polo a lot too. Yeah, that's it's, good. That's another one that I just like the. the <laughs> it's like running is hard, but right. I've been treading water for for hours. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm fighting with people while doing I'm it. Fighting. Um, I'm fighting with people. Yeah. What do you think? Are you a swimming or track and field? Yeah. If you had to choose, swimming. Yeah, right. That's that's the thing. Swimming because um, it's swimming to me is like watching. Um, it's a uh, track and field. With the, I mean, the, yes, I know there's sprints, but it's like the track and field events and stuff is like watching a really long NASCAR race. Whereas, and you're not. But swimming is like watching drag racing. 
It's like start oh, okay. I mean, again, I know there's long, long races, but it's just like turn out like oh, 100 meter freestyle final. I got you know. 50, well, I think there's something, and I do think that the linear factor of the swimming pool versus the tr- the the round, you know, the oval track. I feel like it's e- it's not easier, but like it's more dramatic because you can really see them all like together. You know what I mean? As opposed to when they're on the running around the track, you're like, ah, I can't really tell. Is that gonna the person gonna come on or whatever? But, and the coverage is great for yeah. swimming, but the bar and rowdy games. I forget how much I love rowdy games. I even said to my, my wife last night, it's like rowdy games makes this so much more exciting because when he starts screaming, it's like it's like oh, this is really something. Like when that. Uh, 17 year old from uh, that Jacoby girl won the gold mm-hmm. um, from Alaska. Like, yeah, from Alaska. It was great because he was screaming, and then they showed all the kid, all of her friends in Alaska. Like, oh my gosh, those, the, the, that the, was the awesome. Bros, the bros yeah. celebrating. It was so great. It was so great. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, all right. Well, we'll say we'll. Well, what's your favorite sport, real quick? Uh, favorite sport. I mean, I'm definitely swimming, gymnastics. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I like, I really like it all. I mean, I'll just, there's nothing. I'll, I mean, I watched some triathlon the other day and, uh, the, the cycling. I mean, I like, but I do like cycling outside of the Olympics. So mostly the stuff that I don't see volleyball. I mean, volleyball is great. And I mean, yeah. and we watched a bunch of volleyball with UK's women when they oh, went, yeah. uh, when they won the title. And it's like, I, I beat, love watching volleyball. They beat Wisconsin, How did they beat Wisconsin? I, I forgot, so. I forgot yeah. that. Starts as close to the situation has indicated, okay. but that's what happened. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we appreciate everybody joining. We're going to just step aside for a few minutes, uh, and we'll have uh, my my conversation with Bo Gunn from from the Penguin in Wilmington, um, and uh, and have he's going to tell us about how the things went down. Uh, he, this was, I think, probably about a I don't know. It was, I think it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. So one week ago tonight is when I recorded this right before I went to go see leftover salmon, Jeff and sources say leftover salmon is on fire right now. They were really good. I mean, really good. So if you get a chance to see him, go for it. Jeff is laughing just like he is. Every time I tell him, I see somebody other than Tedeschi trucks band. And uh, and that's pretty much it. That's the list. That's the number of approved artists for Jeff. <laughs> All right, and he's on mute, so you just trust that he's laughing, and he'll 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 defend himself after this interview uh, with Mister Bogan. I assume you were there for all the shows, right? So you can. Yeah, yeah, I was there for all three shows, and um, I think you know, leading into it on Thursday, I was like, man, I've got to start forcing some food down because the nerves starting to build up. It felt oh, like yeah. you know, back in the day, I just kind of had that pre pre panic anxiety where it's just, mm. you know, lots of friends coming in town, a to-do list that felt like it was growing longer by the minute. Um, the, the digital tickets for whatever reason, I couldn't get them transferred to the right people at the right time. My app wasn't working, but uh, mm. all of it, of course, tends to work out and did work out. Yeah. All right, so let's. Um, I don't know. I want to go through the shows, but maybe let's talk. Uh, let's talk bigger picture for Wilmington on this, right? I mean, how how do you feel like the thing? Like, you know, you've got a little bit of. We're now Wednesday night, so you've got what seventy two hours, maybe ish. Yeah. Um, 
you feel you feel happy with how it all went down um, i feel incredibly happy with how it all went down i think you know obviously this venue was a big deal for wilmington it's like okay all these people are going to come to town there's going to be these taxes we kind of talked about it you know you know just opportunity not just taxes but money flowing into the community instead of out of the community um but it, it, to see it in action, to have gotten feedback uh, through social media, phone calls, emails from local business owners who have said, you know, outright, this was the biggest weekend that we have ever had in the history of our company or our business. Um, that was a pretty big deal. So I think things, there you go. You disappeared for a while there. So yeah, here. Um, things are, um, are looking up. So I, I I, and then, you know, anybody I think that came into town um, had a blast. I mean, aside from Sunday when the kind of, I mean, just the weather was prime for the for, for, for a large part of it. Mm-hmm. Big things to come, Harvey. Yeah. No, that, I mean, it sounds, I'm super excited for you guys. And So what's next? What's the next big show uh, at the uh, uh, for, uh, Oak? Uh, what, tell me what's it called now. Yeah, yeah, you have now, a name, right? Live Oak Bank Pavilion. Um, okay. Bank is yeah they're they're great they they really are in the community and it's pretty cool to have a sponsor like that with the name live in it even if it's yeah to a tree so that works out well uh, versus you know some other uh, venues we've heard called things over the years it's like uh, that doesn't right. really fit but whatever yeah. um, so Grizzmas in July the EDM artist Grizz is uh, okay. is doing a two night run. And if I may say, I've been working with him. Uh, we did him at Greenfield Lake on a couple of occasions, and they've sold out there. I had a preconceived notion on electronic dance music in general, and, and uh, it wasn't until I saw Grizz, who is a true uh, – he's, he's just a fantastic musician. He plays saxophone, but uh, those are fun parties, and they are very much akin to a widespread panic show. If you go there – even if you go in there kind of not ex- knowing any of the songs or what to expect, you probably will dance your ass off and you will be with a big smile on your face. So, uh, so that's on July 30th and 31st. And uh, again, so we kind of broke it in the right way with some sold out shows and then we're following it up with two more sold out shows. Uh, kind of, again, that real positive dancey vibe, young, uh, you know, demo, probably uh, ready to go out on the town before and after. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so everybody had, uh, you know, I haven't, I didn't hear any real complaints. I mean, you know, besides the kind of things that you're always going to get at a concert, which, you know, maybe the bathroom line is a little long or, right. you know what I mean? The beer is a little expensive, but it's like, you know, you're, yeah, what are you, you, what might, are you doing? You might be expecting, I haven't really heard anything either. I mean, I was scouring the, the, you know, social media and the local news sites. I mean, there was, um, certainly, you know, one of the biggest concerns and there was a little rumor going around was like, you know, is there going to be this, you know, just a lot of uh, police presence there. And mm-hmm. then that way, you know, people make wrong decisions or in the wrong spot, at the wrong time. And right. the whole experience gets soured by uh, a couple of headlines with the amount of arrests. I mm-hmm. have not seen uh, anything about that. If there was anything, I think everybody was on great behavior. I think the city understood um you know, that this just a good crowd coming in. So that was all real po- on the positive front. The businesses um, benefited from it. So kind of looking at it from that economic um, standpoint, yeah, it was an overall success. And then from Friday night to Saturday night, so night one to night two, some of the things you were, th- you know, as just a patron, you'd be like, I probably wouldn't have put that beer cart near the bathroom. Well, 
Right. People running the show noticed it too. Saturday night mm-hmm. it was gone, and yeah. uh, lots of things like that. You saw a lot of improvements from Friday to Saturday, um, and I'd have to think that there are many more improvements that probably can be made that will be made as as we kind of learn this dance. Well, I mean, we talked about this last week about if you're going to put something through a stress test, yes. <laughs> three nights of sold out panic is about as good as you can do. So. And it really is a cool venue, man. I mean, it is right there on the river. The sun sets um, right to the left of the stage this time of year. Um, but it's it's cool. I mean, Wilmington is a historic downtown, but this side of town has is pretty new. And I don't know that there's many cities where you can walk down the street on a few blocks and there's a couple of hundred year old buildings. And then you kind of right on the next block, it's brand new construction and it's this straight line similar to Charlottesville from what I remember where it's kind of, you're walking through downtown and at the end of it is the venue Um, except for the payoff here in Wilmington is that it's right there on the river and it's it's brand new. It's it's really sweet. I I, I hope you get a chance to see it. Yeah. I'll do my best to get there. Um, Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the shows. I, uh, I did some couch tour. Um, I have to say, and uh, you know, I talked with Jeff some, and he is about as big a curmudgeon as, as you can find. <laughs> and, and he said, if you, you know, basically if you didn't like w- what you heard this weekend, then you need to find another band basically. Um, that I just, yeah, I was, there were so, and that, that's been my, you know, if I've had an issue with this uh, incarnation of the band, it's that, there's kind of occasionally kind of cringe moments and that's just, that's really more me than them. You know what right. I mean? And, uh, and there were like so few, if any, all weekend, JB sounded amazing. The jams are on point. I mean, I just, I, I don't want to just sit here and be effusive, but I mean, I had very, I had very little to crit- critique. I assume being there, you felt the same way. I did, man. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it's song after song after song. It was like, all right, they are delivering the goods like this, you know, and you wonder, is it just because they're so damn good? Is it because they've had all this time off and they're looking through their, their list with a fresh set of eyes or Mm -hmm. did they want to come out swinging and make a statement on behalf of Wilmington, North Carolina, which I don't know why they would have, (laughs) I can't like why pick that, but, but it wasn't just one set on one of the nights. It it really felt like, uh, you know, just blow after blow of, Great songs, great song placement. I mean, it, there. I mean, that's a statement when you roll out with lawyers, guns, and money, which you know has been known to be an opener. But you throw mm-hmm. it in there real early, and you have a portion of people who, you know, then they can dance along right out of the gate to a song that all right, I know this one. You know, it hooks everybody in a little sooner. This very similar on night two with um with Petty's "You Wreck Me," which I think mm-hmm. was an absolute incredible incredible cover of that song i mean they nailed it from start to finish and everyone in the crowd i felt like was singing along to it um but yeah man i mean you did you i'm sure you saw the sticker uh the and it was all tongue-in-cheek but kenny powers he's coming down it was filmed here in wilmington if if, if you don't know oh, i didn't know that i didn't yeah, know that he's down, was filmed in wilmington over the years that's all if you ever watch it and you're from here you're like okay that's the local car dealership and so that little, the meme that was poking fun at Red Rocks, which of course is totally a joke because Red Rocks, we love you, Red Rocks. But um, yeah, it's, it, you can find it. I don't want to repeat yeah. it unless you know it. But uh, basically it's like Wilmington runs this now. And it felt yeah. that way all weekend. Now we have right. to hand the mantle back over to Red Rocks. Yeah, right. And I'm sure there's, I mean, we talked, uh, you know, I don't know if it was with you, but I mean, we were, maybe it was with Ted 
like it seems like the rest of this year is just lined up. I mean, there's so many, you know, there's just no weak spots, right? You've got, you know, you've got Asheville, you've got Memphis, you've got Milwaukee, Chicago, and New Orleans now. And it's like, you know, there's no snoozers the rest of 21. So we'll, you know, we'll see if they can keep building on this. Right. There, there's no reason to think that they can't. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like you look at that set list and something, you know, to a casual fan and, and would be very insignificant, a 30-second tiny little instrumental like happy child but when you look at it on the set list if you've been following the band and you recognize okay that's mikey's and it's been shelved Mm -hmm. since the past yeah it's like why why you know if that's Mm -hmm. if that's being brought up the wakers being brought out and really at this point anything and everything is fair game um which is great man because those that means those emotions have flowed through them and they recognize this music should live on instead of staying shelved and that's yeah really really cool it was really cool that that we got it in wilmington and it's really sad that i um was in the bathroom and missed it oh <laughs> that's heartbreaking <laughs> heartbreaking yeah. you oh, would think that, that that was a safe spot but yeah yeah quick that you know it is so quick and it, it's in and out that it wasn't until the set list i'm like i'm sorry wait what, what? <laughs> Um, so the thing that, that stuck out to me, and I mean, like I said, I think the playing was great all weekend, but it was like every night had, and there wasn't, I mean, just a moment of just like, um, premium playing. And so like, for me, the first night, the, the second skin Sharon was just like, so, you know, and then the second night it was, uh, like the slipping into darkness, Greta life during wartime. Oh, yeah. my, wife, my wife, who, again, she is a grump. I mean, she, she, you know, we've been seeing panic for a long time and she has, I wouldn't say moved on, but it's like, she, there's other stuff that she likes to listen to more than, than, than this incarnation of panic. And I was listening to that Greta last night uh, in my office loud. And she came inside and she was like, what is this? And I was like, this is panic from this weekend. She's like, okay, I'm on, you know what I mean? They, uh, yeah, they did not miss a beat sliding into life during wartime. I mean, if anyone's shoulders were still intact and connected to the road, I would have been shocked. Um, And that was a, that was a, that was a standout moment. That second skin did feel very, very apropos and, and um, I mean, not rehearsed, but it was just, it was epic and it did, it kept going and going and JB belting it out the way he did pretty powerful those i was making taking some notes and i'm looking at my phone because those are what stood out to me on um on the first night exactly what or excuse me yeah on the first night exactly what you said it was and then the machine barstools i mean it really Mm. that second set was um was like taking punches from a heavyweight fighter in a good (laughs) right yeah and uh you know obviously i think uh well I always kind of think schools is the MVP, but I mean, he, he was driving the bus and, and also just how good JB sounds. I mean, I think the year and a half off, um, not that he wasn't, you know, he's always sounds great, but it just, he sounds refreshed and more like, uh, like early, you know, two thousands era, as opposed to, to the last couple of years. But, um, so talk a little bit about what's how Sunday was. I mean, you, you had that, I assume, you know, you had your eye on that, all weekend that that was going to be a, a possibility or, you know, I, I think it can't, no, I did not. Or it came, it sort of came out of nowhere until Sunday morning when the thunder was rumbling and it was like, okay, I'm glad this is getting it, getting out of it yeah. at like 11 AM and then 12. Mm-hmm. 
and then everyone becomes a meteorologist, right? And they're looking at the phone and they're like, well, it's going to. It's looking like it's going this way. It never did. And it sat in. And then, um, you know, we were going to bring our, our, our kids four and six down to the show on Sunday and sit in the lawn for the first set. Um, and oh, then nice. send them home um, with a babysitter. And so they were very excited about it. Just the concert. And my daughter Maya is six and she, um, she, you know, got her name from, from fishing. Um, mm-hmm. And she very much feels like they wrote that song for her, but she was really That's excited. And, and so kind of to have that, that two hour delay um, we sent them on, we did not stick around, but once the show was kind of officially announced, get doors at eight shows at nine, it's like, Oh boy, we're going to do this. Like, yeah. you know, we're doing this and it's going to go for a pretty good while. Um, I don't, I didn't even really realize we were going to go till midnight. Um, and Josh stack, you know, Josh, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know if you saw his post today, but for anyone who didn't, you know, he, he really called attention to the fact that just the sheer stamina of what that would have taken and, and just focus as a band to have yeah. put that much energy into a Friday and Saturday and then yeah. expected to play all day at this specific time only to kind of have to reset your emotions and nerves and sit around for an additional three hours and then come out and then and stay play and play marathon style, right? Yeah. You know. Three hour, basically three hours, you know, two and a half hours straight. And then a quick break and a three song encore ending at midnight on the third night. That's, um, it, it had not crossed my mind. Like, you know, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I was out there dancing, but that's a different, sure. different scenario. And that in and of itself um, solidified a whole nother level to this band that I, I just didn't even know existed. Yeah. Somehow. No, I mean, so much respect and love for their fans, right. That they would, you know, put forth that effort, you know, to, well, I mean, they, they could have very easily done, they could have very easily done two one hour sets and and, we, and everybody went fine. You know what I mean? We wouldn't complain about that. We've been like, that's great. They did that, but no, no set break. Nope. Um, so uh, was that, what was that? Was there a curfew? What, you know, did they go so, on Sunday? Was that later than they should have gone or yeah, plan to go, I guess, certainly. Originally the plan is 10. And I think that's the ideal goal for any weeknight would be a 10 o'clock end um, mm-hmm. with the, ability to go till 11 mm-hmm. and then there were some phone calls made and uh, something you know got pulled some strings got pulled and we were able to go till midnight which is cool. in you know it's written down that in in those moments that can happen i was curious okay. to know if the um if the fireworks would be struck on on the sunday night and again you think like well that's understandable right um, and and they shot off the fireworks and that was that was super cool for the people who didn't get to see them on friday and saturday night Maybe some of the neighbors, not so cool. I don't know, but uh, they were cool and they lasted a minute and a half. So yeah. all, all good there, but um, pretty damn impressive run. No, that's great that they were able to to pull that off again. Yeah, like <clears throat> we don't think about all the logistics that have to happen, you know, to be able to get that in place and, and make sure that everybody's, because you don't, you don't want to get in the situation. I was at a show in uh, at Riverbend in Cincinnati, which is one of the all-time worst venues. If you've ever, if you've been, it's just, just the worst. Um, but it's our local shed. So it's like, it was where we see shows. And um, in 98, they played there and uh, the venue turned the lights on at the end of the second set. And the band came out and played an encore with the lights on, the house lights on, they played heaven. And it's just, and like the security people are just going nuts. Like, you know, and it, which was great. You know, but it's better when it doesn't have to be that way when they can just do yeah, it with it, on board. Talk about a fast way to probably make sure the band and all that uh, you know, economic boost doesn't come back right. through. Yeah. Put the lights on real quick. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So that, that was great. So, um, I mean, what, what's, you've got the rest of the summer planned out. Right. And, and I would assume that we're, that we're hoping that this is a, you know, a semi-regular stop on the, on the, on the band summer, or at least, you know, on their radar. Right. I think, yeah. I mean, I mean, gosh, it would have to be right. It felt good, right. I mean, it felt like it, the, it, the, the, it, it, it felt like, all right, you're at the beach. You've got, this could be, I mean, Jeff kind of hypothesized about it. Jeff Hanson uh, on the last last time we talked about this could be the southeast stop you know florida's mm-hmm. a, l- a little bit farther south and it, it makes sense the energy was there um i think they feel the love it sold out quickly it's a beautiful venue um there are you know maybe there's some logistics i'm not aware of uh, mm-hmm. but i would think all of those uh things tying in and, and again the connections of some of the people in wilmington i would think that it happens i, I would yeah. put my money on it but i don't know yeah well, that's, we're excited. We hope that it, that it works. Um, Jeff, did you, have you talked to Jeff? Cause I know initially he was, he was posting on Facebook that he was going to be like a drive van driver. Uh, and then I saw that he was <laughs> like, okay, man. And then, uh, and then I saw that he was at the show or he made it at least one or two of the shows. Have you talked I have to not him? spoken to him? Um, it's been a, a, a blur. I don't think oh, I've, sure. heard him. I've, I've texted with, I texted back and forth with him. Uh, and, and we were all of the same sentiment that just, yeah. Holy smokes, uh, what went down there? Um, so we had a lot of friends in town, and, and I cannot – not one time have I spoke to someone that didn't just fully recognize that those set lists were dynamite. I've got – just through the radio station, I've got casual listeners that are familiar with Panic, and they know that Bo loves Panic, and my morning show host loves Panic, and all the Penguin radio station is all about Panic. And they went, and then I'm just seeing them post on, on their – that was the best concert I've ever been to. Holy shit. Now I know. Now I get it. Like if it's like that every time I'm, I'm there, I mean, it, it pulled a lot of people in and um, those folks probably aren't traveling to the Fox theater or Red Rocks, but, um, mm-hmm. but they now know what's up. And that just kind of yeah. confirms that those guys, they still got it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what's, do you have uh you have any more plans for this, are you, are you have any shows targeted for the rest of the summer or the fall? Um, just uh, New Year's for me. Uh, okay. Probably that's kind of my wife and I's traditions. We'll go the 30th and 31st um, of, of Fox theater. We have been the last several years and um, that's what we're planning on doing. And I'm uh, okay. looking very much forward to it, especially just to close out this year. Other than that, uh, my, my plate is just fully booked with um, Greenfield Lake Amphitheater concerts mm-hmm. that we've got rolling through. Uh, and then just a few at uh, Riverfront Park. I'm looking forward to seeing. Or, or anything, and, anything that um, that you want to you want to promote? You know, any shows that you know you want to make people aware of that might be worth coming to, or you know, uh, that, yeah. that people need to be buying tickets for if they haven't well, already. One, it, it's too late. It's too late at this point. But uh, I am looking forward to this, and I think it's going to be um, it's going to be dynamite. Unfortunately, we've we've sold about half the the venue which is about 700 tickets. And that's the uh, Turquoise show with Adrian Ballou and Jerry Harrison from the talking heads. They're doing remain in light. And they've been playing mainly wow. festivals. And I think we're one of only two shows on that entire uh, collaboration. That's not a festival. Uh, that is, that's happening tomorrow night and it's going to be dynamite. Um, but if you're just kind of listening to this and thinking, gosh, I want to get down. Um, and I'm talking about Greenfield Lake amphitheater mm-hmm. uh, right now, which is that, that little guy. I can't get yeah. my camera right. Oh, well, making you sick. But anyway, so I see the tree, the trees yeah. and, and some lights. It looks good. Yeah. Sorry. So uh, <laughs> at any rate, Thievery Corporation is one we just announced and that they, they really do burn it down there. That's going to be fun. 
uh, a fun one uh, for sure. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but no, I've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, and I saw is is Big Something playing. Mm-hmm. I know Jeff's a big Big Something fan. Yeah, they are, and I'm I'm glad you just remind me. They're they're doing a three night run for Halloween. I've always wanted to do like actually produce a Halloween show, and it's never worked out. So this will be the first year that it does. So we're doing um, Big Something and Andy Frasco on the 29th. Uh, Big Something and Sax Squatch, which is a sax player. He's like kind of an internet phenom because he yeah. goes in the woods and plays saxophone to, to different beats, and he's dressed up like a sax squatch. <laughs> uh, that will be a kind of a trippy, fun show on the 30th, uh, and then it will be Big Something. Um, I think they've dubbed it, Bill it Talking Something, which is, again, Big Something doing talking heads and other nice. stuff on Halloween, and that will be um, – yeah, so that will be a, a cool three-night run. Uh, looking forward to that because, like I said, I've, I've always wanted to do one out there. That it's got cypress trees and it's kind of spooky out there, and we've got some money in the budget to to, to bring on some fun effects. Nice. Um, well, yeah. So if you don't if you don't score tickets for Panic at Halloween on Friday, then that, that's a that's a perfectly good back yeah. uh, back backup plan. Thank you. Are, are you uh, are, do you get to see much Panic these days? Um, I haven't, you know, and they haven't come around here a whole lot. I've seen them down in Nashville a couple times. I was at the Ryman, uh, when Billy Strings came out, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. And then saw him the year before down there at the Ascend. Um, so not a ton. I mean, I'm, I'm itchy. I'm, I'm, I'm planning to go for tickets to Halloween. So that's my, oh, okay. that's my home turf. So, you know, I, I, I did, uh, I was, I went to 90, 97, 98, 99, 2000. 2002 Halloween's down in New Orleans. So um, it'll be good to get back there and, and get back in that vibe. If I, if I can make it happen, if I can get tickets. I think we've got a big platform. If you can't, we'll make sure we, we get okay. you one way. Or sounds good. Um, <clears throat> all right, man. Well, I, I really appreciate the time. It's been great uh, getting to talk to you and get to know you and, uh, and hope that, you know, you're not a stranger and get you back on the show sometime and, and best of luck with everything in Wilmington. It sounds like things are, are, cooking in the right direction yeah th- thank you harvey this has been a pleasure i, I listen to you guys uh, you and jeff all the time when i when i have an opportunity to so i appreciate this and uh yeah sharing some time with me thank you all right we're back jeff everything good inside everybody good oh i mean i'm just watching this disaster of an olympics for the u.s swimming team Oh really? Oh. Yeah, it hasn't been good. Ledecky it hasn't been good. Five in the two hundred. Uh, two hundred. Well, two hundred's not really her thing. She's um, she's a longer. I think it's a stretch. The two hundred's a stretch for her. She qualified like third, I think, in that. So I don't. I don't think anybody was surprised by that. But I think in general, the um, the the swimming has has underperformed a little bit. Yes. So. Um. So, yes, yeah, so Tyler, you are correct. That was a great interview, and it was most because of the subject, not because of the interviewer, but Bo is great. And it was so awesome to hear, um, you know, from his point of view how things went. I mean, I couldn't imagine. Could you imagine, like, putting all of your everything into something and, and then having it come to culmination like that of, like, I don't know. I mean, I would just be in a corner, like – you know what I mean? But he, he just, he rolled with it, which I guess is how, you know, that's maybe why he's doing that. And I'm doing this, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was great. And so we're super excited. I mean, I really hope that, 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 um, you know, the panic starts doing that on the regular that they start, I think, uh, Trey Anastasio bands playing down there at that venue this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, I know that you're bummed that you missed the Turquoise show, and I know you're a big, big something uh, fan Huge. for the Halloween. Huge, yeah. Do you even know who they are? Have you ever even heard of them before? Turquoise I've heard of. Okay. Uh, big something, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I run a big something tape tree, actually. Jeff, they they don't do those anymore. Jeff, they, there's nugs, there's relisten, there's their applications on your phone. Harvey hipsters are into cassettes again, and so you know, <laughs> it's come know, full circle. We do postage postage is going to become hip once again. Padded envelopes. I mean, you're going to install a you're going to install a cassette adapter and a D8 in your uh, in the pilot. So you can listen to the dats on the road. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been, you know, scouring, scouring high and low for knock, knock dragons. Um, Oh, they are around, but God bless it. Those things are expensive. Yeah, they are. I mean, that's uh, for those of you that are not total uh, tape nerds. Those are Nakamichi dragons. They are cassette decks that are very valuable. Ultimate cassette deck. yeah. Yeah. I mean, even now they're close to a grand. I think on yeah, that's you know, crazy. Yeah. Um, um, so, um, so yes, Olympic swimming was a disappointment, uh, or has been a disappointment. Gymnastics, obviously, total failure. I mean, I don't even know why they even show up the other day, um, or why they show up in two days for for individual finals. Um, Jeff, seriously, you're leaving. <laughs> no, um, it'll be good. It'll all work out. It'll all work out. Um, so there, so here's I'm gonna I'm not gonna do like super, I mean I'll, my here's my hot take on Simone Biles. Whatever you whatever she wants to do, she can do. I, I mean I have zero. Yep. I, I don't you know it is that is her prerogative. But I will say this: one, if you are not a hundred percent committed to what you're doing when you're throwing your body around uh, equipment like that, then by all means, if you don't think that you have it, then certainly for your own physical safety, yeah. step down. Um, and and not only that, I mean, I, I saw some stuff, I think it was Dan Wetzel tweeted about how her score was so poor that it was actually dragging the team down and that her mm-hmm. stepping out um, allowed them to do as well as they did and that she stayed there and cheered them on. I mean, I feel like Simone Biles should be, you know, held up as a hero in this situation, not as some sort of failure. You and your leftist hot takes. Uh, <laughs> no. no, I agree. She can do whatever she wants. And yeah. and I agree. It's, she, she, she tried. Her head wasn't in the right space. And you know she'll get back at it. I think there's been some nasty, nasty social media. There's there was a nasty blind gossip about her this evening um, about how the rest of the team calls her names and doesn't like her and thinks she's selfish and they're tired of you know everything being about her and so on. You know, I mean, I also part of it is um, when you get the goat in sequins on your on your on your, <laughs> on your work clothes. Uh-huh. Uh, you better come you better come ready to work and yeah. um and so it was a it's it's too bad it has to come like this because it's going to overshadow it's going to be part of her legacy now too for something yeah um, well it'll be interesting to see i mean i guess she still has the opportunity to come back she right and still, still win five golds right <laughs> so, and whether you know and i assume she's trying to get herself in a place where she can and if she can then that's great and if she can't then you know 
but it is, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's always, there's always the Olympics, you know, we build up the media plays such a huge role in the buildup and they just blast us with Katie Ledecky and mm-hmm. Lily Bing and Simone Biles and all these, and Nigel Houston and all these people. Right. And rarely, rarely do those folks that get blasted. Yeah. Um, fulfill everything that we've put on them. I mean, Michael Phelps is probably the only one, at least in recent memory. Um, do you remember Dan and Dave, like way back? So, so Dave Johnson and like fun. Yeah, Dave no, Johnson. funny story. The ni- 1992, right? 1992 U.S. Olympic trials was held at Tad Gormley Stadium at City Park in New Orleans. <laughs> My father and I were at that. It was 175 degrees in the middle of the summer in 1992 in New Orleans. And, uh, yeah, we saw Dave – or I mean, that was the I know the only reason I went because it was such a big deal with Reebok and uh, – oh, yeah. I guess it was Reebok, right? And, uh, yeah, and Dan just totally choked. But that's yeah. what happens when you put all your – you know. I mean, really, they should allow it to be a, a, a organic thing, right? Whoever wins becomes the, uh-huh. you know, the hero, not, you know, you know preordained or whatever. But. I um, it's just crazy to me to these these, and I, this is where I'm always amazed and have so much respect for Olympians. Just a matter of the sport, um, especially in those random ones. It's not like it's not like a, like the American like again the woman from Lexington that won the fencing medal. It's the gold, fencing gold. It's not like she's in China where she gets paid to be a fencer by the government and lives in a you know government housing and gets fed and everything while she's training for the Olympics. Like she's got to work, she's got to mm-hmm. have a real job, and has to do this training on the side and pay her own way probably for a lot of this stuff. And then to do it for four years and then be like, oh, sorry, we got to wait another year, and then to wait right. another year. Like ah, oh, just the, the 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 physical toll, the mental toll, and the ability to just stay laser focused on something like that's just amazing so that that to me is like you know when somebody puts all that in and then they fault you know they fall like they get up there to you know run a race and they 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 leave too soon and they get kicked out or whatever it might be it's crushing so right um okay so yeah uh chris Foster asked if I got New Orleans tickets, and I did. Uh, you may have missed that part of the show. Did we'll be there? So um, maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll see you, or you know, you'll see me, or whatever. We're hoping that it'll happen. Um, are you? So they had it split out, Jeff. I'll ask you this: that you could either get floor, floor, you know, not seats, but floor tickets, mm. or they call them balcony tickets, uh-huh. which is really just seats, right, in the arena. Yeah. Um, what? What would you have done as a 25-year-old? And what, what would you have done as a, you know, as an old person like me right uh, now? Balcony, balcony. Oh, really? Yeah. You were on the floor, though, one year, right? In 2000? Yeah, 2000. Okay. But I really, I mean, I've never been, I like being in the back. I like watching yeah. everybody. I think it's entertaining. It is, especially in that venue. I think seeing the, I'm so happy that you guys are on the floor. All you people that like yeah. to go on the floor because you're fun to watch. I'm trying to like spot spot your friends or spot people you knew. Like right. the best one to spot was that Scott Holcomb guy who had that massive mullet, uh-huh. and you could spot him from like 
you know, towards the top at Lakefront because he would ha- be headbanging and his mullet would go woo, flipping up in the back. That was always pretty funny. That always made me laugh. Um, um, but yes, definitely, I'm a, I'm a seat guy. Okay. No, same. And I feel like I did almost, I mean, I've seen, I've seen the band in that arena, I guess, nine, 12 times, 15 times, maybe. And I feel like I sat in the same general section almost every time. It was uh, Mikey's side, like in the corner, mm-hmm. uh, about 10 rows up, like every time. That was my yeah. spot. Like even yeah. with the soundboard about, you know, yeah. In the taper section, at least 98, 99, 2000 was always um, in the seats too, right behind the board. Yes, yeah, first few rows of the seats. Although you know, you you always had some, you always had some crazy people running running FOB down there, which is man. Yeah, two thousand was when the FOB uh, Charles Fox and everybody started. Uh, not everybody, handful started yeah. running FOB, which I always thought was the craziest shit. Yeah, I mean that's like you're, that is insane. And that, so for those of you again that are not not taper nerds, that is when you are not in the taper section, but you are front of board. You're in the, you know, in the section with all the people, and you're you got your mic stand, and you're basically just running. You're like a you're like a offensive guard the whole time just bumping people off so they don't right. run into your five thousand dollars worth of taping gear that's right yeah that's that's <laughs> we have you know pro- close to five figures worth of taping gear just laying on the ground <laughs> don't spill your beer don't spill your beer on it um, uh, i've got some big news harvey this is breaking news we should have this is this is the kind of breaking this is the time when we should have a breaking news chiron we have a chiron and like a zip like a zing okay <laughs> let's just pretend like it was there doo, 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 doo. yeah breaking I news i'm going to see fish on friday night <laughs> fish is that is that a Joking. I'm actually going to see Pink Talking Fish. I read about okay. it. And they, That's they, what I was going to say. Is that actually what it is? It is. No, isn't it? Actual fish. fish really? Fish. At, at, fish. Um, there was GTFO. A, there was a uh, an opportunity. Jay Strasberg, friend of the pod, and I are going. Um, our friend Brian uh, has tickets for Rogers, Arkansas, which is the first night of the tour uh, tomorrow night, I believe. First show of the tour you're going to see? Yeah, second show. The first show is okay. in Northwest Arkansas. And Brian and his wife, okay. Missy, are going the first night. And then they have to go to a bar mitzvah in Ohio. Brian's not mm. happy about it. But um, <laughs> he, uh, you were the beneficiary of the that. Of July cookout, it, there was one of those things. It was just trying to figure out what he was going to do with his tickets. And it was like, well, we should go. And then. You had a, you had a couple pops by then, and you were. And now I'm going, and um, I've never Holy been. Shit. I've never been to Oak Mountain before, so this is exciting. Uh, have you seen fish before? Yeah, twice. Okay, two times. Once at uh, Alpine, and once at Deer Creek. Okay. Uh, I'll be the guy, um, off to the side, looking vaguely disinterested. I'm going to bring a song <laughs> that just says "Play Susie" because I've heard Susie Greenberg at both shows, and I really want to hear it again. That's a good song. It is a good song. Um, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. It's there. there it means talk, again talking about bands getting gin back up after a layoff. You know. Okay. Can you put out a layoff longer than Panic has? I have. Can I ask for something for for my birthday this year? It's, I know it's several <laughs> months away. Sure. Can I ask? So it's you and Jay and somebody else. Yep, it's me and Jay. 
just you and Jay. Yeah. Will you please either at set break or after the show, but still on the property at Oak Mountain, uh-huh. take out a phone and do at least a couple minutes of video of oh, instant, okay. rea- instant reactions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jay, Jay and I will do that. Yeah. Because Jay's that would... been, I think Jay has been to one. He's been only a couple of fish shows too. I was gonna say you've yeah, been to two. I've I've been to one. So you guys that you guys would be awesome. When did you see which one did you saw them in the nineties, right? I saw them eight thirteen ninety six at Deer Creek. Oh. That was um, a lot of street cred. There's a lot of fish on that. And it was I, I mean, I really I, I enjoyed the show. What I didn't enjoy was basically any of the people that were at the show. And, um, and, and it wasn't all like, I won't say this, like, I'm not passing judgment on all fish fans. Cause I have a lot of friends that are fish fans as so one would I. say, yeah, um, but I think what it was, it was the summer of 1996. And so this was the first summer post Jerry. And it yeah. was like, it was the worst. I mean, if you think about how terrible the summer of 95 was for the dead, um, this was like the worst parts of those people were on fish tour that year. And it just sucked. It was like, I just, I felt gross afterwards. So uh, I enjoyed the music. I still listen to that show sometimes. And I would be, I would, I would without it, without much hesitation, go see fish if they were anywhere close and I could get tickets and tickets, um, you know, seats. They're doing two nights of descend again this year, which I think have become pretty, I think there's a lot of folks hoping that becomes a regular thing because the send is such an awesome venue. It's so much smaller than where they usually play. Mm-hmm. And then they do in Hershey and Deer Creek and, you know, the, some of the usual haunts, but they, um, you know, we'll see. I'm, but I'm, I mean, I'm not going to abandon this pod. I'm not going to like, email, <laughs> yeah, go to the... I'm not going to email RJ. <laughs> so I need to get on the fish train here, guys. I need, I need to get a, on the fish podcast. Can I get a uh, spinoff of happy, uh, happy, what's it called? Helping, helping, friendly, helping friendly pod. Helping friendly pod. Um, I'm not going to do that. But. Okay. Well, that's good. To see. I am. Um, do you have serious radio? Do you see it this year? No, Jeff. I mean, it, what oh, do they, okay. they, they, they broadcast at like thir- 16 kilobits a second or 32 yeah, kilobits. Right. It just you, sounds you like garbage. lectured me because it sounded bad. Um, yeah. But the only reason I bring it up is because uh, they played the Black Crows show. From, oh, the, from this current tour? Yeah, the first night. Did yeah. You, did do you know anybody that went to those at all? No. A uh, friend of the pub, Bob, Bob went there. Of course he did. And uh, yeah. I think I listened to it and it was about what I thought it would be. I mean, it's the 30th anniversary, 31st anniversary of um, their first Shake Your Money Maker. Shake Your Money Maker. And like, that record's fine. It's not, ne- it's like never been anywhere close to my favorite Crows record. Right. Um, they played the whole record and it sounded good and I could tell they were having fun playing those songs and then they did sort of a greatest hits thing. So we'll see. I mean, it's still Chris and Rich Robinson and. They, you know, they still. Chris can still sing. Rich can still look disinterested playing guitar. I mean, it'll still, it'll still be a thing. Um, but I will say though that the um, Bob had said in some of the photos, it, I mean, they're playing, they're playing sheds, and I would be a little concerned about attendance for the rest of the. Yeah, season. yeah, I've seen some ad, like I've seen some paid ads for it, so they clearly yeah. are trying to drum up some business. Twenty dollar um, tickets and right. Uh, so uh i'm sure i'm sure it'll be fun um so as i mentioned uh going to break leftover salmon was was really really good um 
the, I don't know all the guys that are playing with them. I mean, it's still Vince and Drew Vince Emmett. Drew, yeah. Still Vince and Drew. And um, the guy that's playing banjo is really good. And they've got another guy that's like playing keys and dobro. And um, yeah. it was really good. They played like, you know, the songs that you like from back in the day. And they did some covers that were fun. And they kind of got out there a few times. And I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought I went there for like, you know, it's for like old time's sake and ended up really enjoying the show, you know, which was cool. Uh, I think I, I had one leftover show on tape. It was from the eight by 10 club in Baltimore from like August of 96. I yeah. think the only show I ever had, but I think I, I've, I've seen them maybe once or twice. And I mean, they're, they're fine. Actually they opened yeah. for panic at what? Seven, two, nine, eight, I think. So, um, yeah, they did a few shows that summer tour yeah. with them. Um, um, they were good. And I, I, I listened to some of your Billy Strings <clears throat> on the serious radio that you hate. That, uh, that guy. Because they, they do play a lot of um, uh, Billy Strings shows. I really yeah. like that Away from the Meyer song a lot. That's a good, that's a good song. So does he sing? He sings? And he does. He does actually sing. Have you ever seen? Do you know what he looks like? Do you know what he looks like? Yeah, he's that guy with all the tattoos. Uh-huh. Um, but does is he the lead singer? Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a. I think the banjo player sings a handful of songs, but he is he's for sure the main okay. lead vo- lead vocalist. Yeah, on, got a good voice. Band. I like yeah. definitely like the uh, um, Billy Strings, like the acoustic stuff, but way better than the stuff I listened to where he played electric with Bill Kreutzmann. That was really see. Now that's interesting because apparently that is. I mean, I enjoyed that it, but apparently funny. people have gone have gotten very excited about that Billy and the Kids uh, shows at Red Rocks. I'm not a big fan of the um, uh, what's it J Rad. I don't like J Rad. Right. And Billy and the Kids stuff seems kind of like that. Just yeah, it's like fast versions of Grateful Dead songs. And then I listen mm-hmm. to the Grateful Dead on Sirius Satellite Radio. Mm-hmm. Listen to the Grateful Dead, like this is why I like it because it's not fast. <laughs> Fair enough. Which is That's funny fine. because I don't know how they ever could play that slow with all the cocaine coursing through them. Anymore. Well, they played. They would play fast occasionally. Yeah. I mean, and they sped it up. 70, Seventy-two and earlier, you would hear some some faster songs. Um, I, speaking of, I'm going to see J Rad. On Saturday night, at Jeff Brooklyn Bowl. No, at the uh, at the uh, Westville Bowl, oh, which is going, uh, you're going to Connecticut. Yes, in New Haven, it's the old uh, Connecticut Tennis Center or something. They've turned into an outdoor music venue, and uh, yeah, so we're going to see J Rad. It'll be our first time seeing them. So oh. I'll I'll send you some videos because I know you want to see them, and um, I, I like that they. Uh, have sort of reinterpreted. I mean, you maybe you don't like the fact that they play faster or whatever, but just that it's not just a traditional, you know, let's play, let's play dead songs like the dead used to play, but like, let's see if we can put our own spin on it and make it, make it, you know, different. So I liked fill in friends in the early aughts when Jimmy and Warren were in the band okay, uh, and like how they had to kind of like rotating like when those two were like the main guys and they were kind mm-hmm. of these random rotating vocalists. Yeah. And stuff. I really liked those shows partially because I thought that they, they played a lot of the Grateful Dead songs. I wasn't a huge fan of really well. 
Right. Well, I would say that I'd say J Red does that too. Sometimes, J- like the later era stuff that I'm not a, not as familiar with or not a huge yeah. fan of, like they would play it and it would be Warren singing and Juju. It'd be fresh. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, okay, this is this is cool stuff. And then they yeah. did, always did a really awesome job with Scarlet and Scarlet Fire and Dark Stars mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But yeah, I'd, I don't know. I'm older now, Harvey. I know, I know what I like. Yeah. You like Dead and Slow? You're gonna... I, like Dead and Slow. I like Tedeschi Trucks Band. I got the new Layla. Uh, that was pretty good. I have to say that's that's pretty good. Um, it's a nice uh, package that they put together for that, and it, it sounds good for four-person guitar army. So that was right. a good show. Um, I wish with things like that, I mean, I can pretty much pick out the difference between uh, Derek and Trey. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that I can pick out Susan very well. I mean, I assume she takes a solo here and there. Um, I love, I I love when, when they can like, if they, if there's ever like two lead guitarists that they could like separate them in stereo, like in a recording. (laughs) Uh, I know all good did that in one of their live records, which I thought was so cool. It was like John Carter and, uh, and Clay Fuller. They had each in one channel, and so you could hear them kind of like trading off licks and stuff. It was just, you know. The Crows, the Crows used to mix in stereo. I don't know if they still do. They used to mix in stereo, and Luther and 2006 Luther and Rich would be in a different channel. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, okay. So, wind down memory lane. Yeah. Um, we've broken down the jam scene. We have. Jeff, Jeff hates all of it. I'm open to much of it. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. it's all right jeff we'll get there you didn't like widespread panic a couple of years ago either so maybe one day moment now you're in, now you're on the billy strings train i mean yeah. i like that one i like the one song that's all it takes to get into it um oh speaking of i'm going to the uh the railbird festival at the end of august you're up here in lexington so many things We've got um, you, you saw that right? We've got a uh, My Morning Jacket and yeah. Jason Isbell and we Dave were, Matthews. We were, I think we were going to go to that. Until you thought about we it. Booked the mempo. You know, yeah. We got time for one. Um, okay. Uh, so what do we what do we have uh, ahead of us here on the Blues Tape? We've got uh, Asheville yeah. in what a week and a half. Yeah. Um, talk to Pat Goodwin. We're gonna try to get Pat Goodwin to come oh, on. Yeah. That'd be great. He, he'll be at the show to give us a, a, a debrief on the uh, Asheville shows. Um, and then, and then it, it gets, it gets kind of hot and heavy, right? Um, they'll be out in Austin and then out to three, uh, three out of four week weekends. You got Asheville, then Austin the weekend after that and Napa. So we'll be seeing a lot of each other if we, if we can keep to it. Yeah. And we'll see how, I feel like the, the, the beacon to me stands out as a concerning, you know what I mean? In New York City, with the current status that it's coming up pretty soon, I hope that that, that works out. But I worry that maybe it won't. Um, but anyway, if you're if you're going to any of the shows and you want to like, talk you know, to us. yeah, talk to us. We'd be happy to talk to you. Um, hopefully, you, you know, you, you can string coherent sentences together um, like we can sometimes. And uh, and you know, if you want to get on here and complain about jeff's taste in, in music um speaking of i did i do want to mention i haven't watched it yet but that that uh that documentary on hulu about the uh 
Summer the summer, what's it called? Summer of Soul. Okay. That you held out on me. You knew that it was amazing and just never said anything about it. But yeah, good. Tell, tell the people about how, how good it is, what it's about. Don't, I mean, I know you can, I, can you keep it to like five minutes? Just like. Sure. Um, so Questlove produced and directed uh, Summer of Soul, which is using, I'd like to say it was lost to history and never before, but I think they exaggerated that a little bit from what I've read, but. Um, but it was never put together as like no, a, a no, program. You know, and, actually, right. one of my friends and colleagues here in, in Memphis tried to, to put a documentary together about it like 15 years ago. Um, but it's the it's concert footage from the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival, which they did over the summer. Um, and it's B.B. King, Sonny Sherrock, which in and of itself, seeing Sonny Sherrock. Sonny Sherrock performing live in 1969, Nina Simone, which is the last performer, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Staple Singers, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Ray Barreto. Um, it's just black music at its finest and all the the, 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 the genres that fall in underneath that. Um, and it's sort of the transition, right, from like, you know, kind of Motown-y to... Well, that's one of the things they talk yeah. about is that right. these, uh, they talk to this guy, one guy in particular that says... You know, when I got <laughs> the Sly and the Family Stone was there. So when I got there, I wanted I said, my friends and I, we were really into Motown and we wore suits and we were, you know, we went to go see David Ruffin and like we went there and like we were for David Ruffin. We wanted to be David Ruffin. But when we left, we wanted to be Sly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And like the, the Sly stuff is just is is amazing and this is right around the time of Woodstock, which is, which mm-hmm. we've talked about on this pod with my father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful footage. Um, the colors are incredible. Clothing's amazing. That's mm-hmm. my, my wife. That that's what she. When she, she we talked after she saw it. It's the same thing. It's just like the, the the clothing is just so mm-hmm. cool. Um, music's great. The commentary is really good. It's it's a, talking to people that were actually at the show, and not just musicians, which is always welcome. It's mm-hmm. always great to hear from people who experience history. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you don't know who they are because they always say something different that you haven't heard before, as opposed to, you know, musicians that have like stock answers for right. things. Like, so that's, that's really cool. It's a great film. Definitely worth your while. Play it loud. The sound is great. Um, and it's just such a diverse, diverse and great uh, collection of uh, collection of artists. And it's, it's well worth, well worth your time. Cool. And it's like, it's one of those few things that people want in this day and age, that I think everybody has liked. Yeah, you haven't heard of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's probably some thumbs downs somewhere, maybe like yeah. a, you know one or two critics that don't like it, but there's there's nothing not to like it. Um, speaking of that, do you know what today is the anniversary of Jeff? Twenty two years ago today, that that actually is pertinent to this podcast, not what? just random. Uh, is this another joyous occasion? No, it's. Uh, no. 22 years ago today? 22 years ago today. Oh, did uh, Till the Medicine Takes comes out? Till the Medicine Takes came out today, July so, 27th. Sorry, I said, the reason I said another joyous occasion because it's 727, 728, 99. That was the tour, the which it was, you know, cold. But so yeah, I was it, getting there. I was going to say, but then I, I got it. So 21 yeah. years ago, I bought what I remember. 22 years ago. 22, 22 years ago. Years ago. I went to uh, B-Side on State Street in Madison, Wisconsin after, my, after work, and I bought it. 
I bought a physical copy of the CD. I still have it. And I have it on the vinyls. Same. Yeah, the vinyl is really nice. Yeah. So here, so riddle me this, because uh, I was, uh, so I saw that today on, on the Facebook that, you know, the, the band said, you know, hey, you know, happy birthday till the medicine takes. And then I started thinking about it because like, oh, I'll bring it up on the show. And then I was like, but wait, was it, was it today? Or because I saw the Cleveland show, which was 723. Mm-hmm. And I vividly remember listening to it. At driving around Cleveland um, prior to or right after the show, because um, I remember um, my buddy Dan wanting to hear the the breakdown between was it between whatever was leading into Dying Man, like the the uh, the DJ DJ Logic segment into, uh-huh. and we listened to that like over and over again. Um, <laughs> so so how would I, I mean with I mean, I guess I was just that cool that I had it four days early, or was there a situation where like there, or it wasn't a leak? Because I mean, it was it was the yeah, it was I mean, the release. We talked we talked about this before. Some like record stores would have it a week ahead of time, and if I mean, you knew you the right a, guy, you had an actual copy, or did you have? Yeah, no, it was a legit. No, I think it was the actual. I don't know. I mean, but it wasn't like a demo, you know. I mean, it was the it was the final release. I don't know. So I don't think that was out, was it? Maybe well, it was. Twenty third would have been. because well, no, the twenty third would have been a Friday because the right. was a Friday. Right, and the twenty seventh when it came out was a Tuesday, which is when albums came out on Tuesday. So this was the Friday yeah. before. But I kind of wonder if maybe my guy at CD Central, okay. he would sometimes slip CD, me. CD Central. He would sometimes slip me an early release, like if they get it got it in the week before. And I asked really nicely, he let me have it early. I can't remember, but I, I was just wondering if you remembered, like, if there was if there was a leak or something uh, early on that album. But I, mm-hmm. it, it threw me off when I started thinking about the the timing. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, great record, right? Great record. Yeah. Do you have a favorite track on the record? Surprise Valley. Surprise Valley. I, th- I still Is- think that the uh, they missed missed the opportunity again with not using the right song as their first single what was the first single not the one i wanted them to do I believe. what did what was it do you I know you don't know so like the blue indian or the waker or something no it should have been um should have been climb to safety i felt but yeah that version of climb to safety is great um right. it was uh no it was uh, was it? Was the, do I have the track list here? It's on the back. Yeah. Uh, I get my glasses out here. That was part of it was part of your mama's house, dying man. That was the six seven, and that yeah. part of the mama's house was pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's a good record. You got the Christmas Katie with the Dirty Dozen. You got the All Time Low with uh, Dotty Peoples on that, right? And she. The, like the, the gospel choir great record good stuff yeah even i mean dare i say best version of nobody's loss <laughs> low bar super low bar, low bar. but maybe yeah. the best i mean it was cool right jojo solo on the acoustic because it's easiest to skip <laughs> ouch jeff okay well good to see we uh um, Did we maintain any uh, listeners for the last 
There's still there are still a handful of folks on here, so we okay. appreciate that. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. This has been fun. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I'm 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 on vacay next week, and okh- uh, so we'll we'll get back together after the Asheville shows Asheville in a couple of weeks. A, a detailed fish fish review. Oh yeah. So when is fi- fish is Friday? Friday night. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited. Okay, so seriously though, I need I need video. I need instant instant reaction. And maybe even both. Maybe set break of where you're like, ah, first set was there, and then. I think what I'm bummed about the most is I wanted to. I got rid of all my cargo shorts because <laughs> <laughs> I literally wanted to dress like I did in, in 1998. I still right. have my hat. I still have my shirt. I still have my. Sh- I still have the shoes. That do you I have a? Do you have a? Did you do a hemp necklace? Do you a hemp necklace? No, okay. Never. never. I could still shave my beard into a crummy goatee uh-huh. if I needed to. Oh man. Uh, maybe and two, maybe uh, maybe interview some uh, some fish guys there and be like, "Hey, we're here from a widespread panic podcast doing research." I'm here from the, here from the bluest tape. How is this show? Is it good? We we are not sure. Like, how is the setless construction? Any shitty co- covers that we should be embarrassed by? Anything like that? <laughs> That's what I hope for. I hope you guys. I hope you get a tongue-in-cheek cover. That's what. That's what I hope. Yes, I'm sure we will. All right. All right. Well, well. thanks everybody. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be back at it uh, in a couple weeks. Have a great rest of your summer. Holy shit, it's almost over.